0: Boy, oh boy, does it feel great to be back. I'm going to throw on some background lighting behind me, add to the ambiance. This is episode 189 of YWC Football Talk. I know I missed week seven completely. There was no recap from week six. There was no preview for week seven. I've been away. I've been away. I apologize to all the listeners, all the viewers out there of my absence. But I want to address something about that. No, everything's, everything's okay. Everything's fine. Um, I actually got a... I'm not afraid of a candle lighting a nice little pumpkin, can, a vanilla pumpkin marshmallow. Yeah, come at me. I don't care. Um, About where I was. Basically, life gets in the way sometimes. Obviously, there's obstacles you can't avoid. There's just some stuff that you, you got to overcome. And for me, it was work. I was on the road with work for all of last week, essentially. So by the time that it would have come around for me to record. Um, it just, the timing never worked that way. I was in different time zones. I was traveling all over Canada for work. And then I had another trip on the weekend. So it was just basically the downtime that I had, I wanted to relax. I wanted to, you know, just catch up on myself because sometimes you need to do that. Um, I've never meant to take a break. I've never missed a week of the season since I started recording this almost three years ago. But I'm back now. This is going to be just this week, probably, if something else happens. Hey, maybe we'll come in, we'll do another one. But for now, this is the one episode for this week. I'm just addressing that right now. we got all the same stuff. Danny's going to be here. Um, I'm going to start, though, on the note of my hat. I'm going to start on Monday. Um, I don't look at Monday as a... Downward spiral. I'm not hitting the panic button by any stretch of the imagination. The way I viewed Monday night's game was, look, it was a trap game. And when trap games come around, you got to be prepared for them. Look at the Buccaneers getting their asses kicked by the Carolina Panthers. Trap game. Look at, ooh, what's another good example of a trap game recently? <laughs> Seattle versus Denver. Perfect examples. I know Denver now is well two and five, but you guys get the you guys get the point. When trap games come around, you lose them. But also to I don't know what happened. I was feeling really confident all week going into this matchup. I thought, like, hey, maybe if they don't cover the eight and a half, maybe they'll do something else. Maybe they'll come on here, fuck around. Um do something a little bit uh, fuck around and maybe you know keep it. It'll be a closer game. It wasn't until like four o'clock or five o'clock where I really started getting weird feelings about this game. I was just like thinking to myself, "Huh." There was a little voice inside my head telling me, "Hey, tonight's." T- I like I just had a weird feeling. I just I had a weird feeling. Then the Bears jumped out to a ten nothing lead. The Patriots made the QB switch. Goes back to fourteen to ten. But then from there, the Bears took over. Um, I'm not putting, like, look, if there's quarterback controversy, I think we'll find out this week if the same thing happens against the Jets, which we'll be talking about. That game is coming up, obviously. Got myself here. Danny will be by shortly. I just wanted to start recording because I wanted to come on here and give my personal thoughts to you to you, even though, look, I did not want to play therapist to a Jets fan. Sorry, Danny. Um, My whole thing with Monday was not one facet of the football was doing anything. Offensively, that was the offensive line's worst game of the season. Defense? I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There was the one play where Fields fumbled in the backfield and they could get away with it. And also, too, I feel like the Bears barely got any holding calls. And there was a lot of holding on guys like Matt Dudon, who had a great game. He, him and Ramondre Stevenson are the two guys who played well out of 53 on Tuesday. And then special teams, too. Jake Bailey's been really struggling this year to get the ball downfield, and I showed. But... Look, the Bears are ready. The Bears were prepared. Um, I'm not coming on here and saying that, like, yeah, one win's going to propel your season. But the for, the for a team like Chicago, that's a true confidence booster for them. As I stare at my rally towels from the past game that I went to, I don't know if I'm going to show these on camera, these bad boys, but still here, baby. Still here. Basically, I got two of them, so I basically fold it. So, half looks like this, and then half, you see the game. This game right here is the Patriots team that we we're missing. Obviously, look, last, I, I feel like Andy McNamara is never going to come on again when the Patriots play the Browns because the last two times he's done it, the Browns got their asses kicked. But, basically, I'm not making any excuses. I'm not coming on here and saying that, like, oh, this team's going to be in a downward spiral. If they lose the next two to the Jets and the Colts, then I'll start to freak out when if three and three turns into three and six quickly going into their bye week. If they can salvage and go one and one over the next two games, go into the bye at four and five. It's not ideal, but it's not awful because I always had this team pegged at eight to 10 wins this year. And a success was, you know, getting into the playoffs, getting some momentum built, and then eventually, you know, maybe screwing around and getting into the playoffs, maybe winning a playoff game, getting to the divisional round. But the way the AFC is looking and the fact that they lost to a mediocre Chicago Bears team who just went out and traded Robert Quinn for nothing today, it was never our year. It never was. And the only other thing I'll say, too, is is more than the Pats losing, and I know this is why we're such a hated team, is that when it's Bills fans and other fans that are taking enjoyment in your paint. Chicago fans were just happy to get the dub. And I was happy for them. I know some Bears fans. I was trying to get Tommy on here. But, like, look, everyone's busy. Everyone's got schedules. Life's getting back together. Because remember, when this podcast first started, no one was doing anything. So there was a little virus going around the world that basically shut us down. But now we're all back to normal. That's why, like, me, for example, with work, yeah, that came up. And our busy season has been the last month or so. So trying to find the time to record, create content, do the Dean Blundell stuff, and all this plus the TikToks to remember October is still in effect for another few days, and then we go into November. November might be gimmicked. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Plus two, I'm just saying, like it's you got to work things out. You got to work kinks out. But yeah, that was a bit of a side off rant. Um, as it goes for this game, though, I like I'm not panicking. There's I don't. If you're a Patriots fan, do not panic. You can be concerned. You can wonder why. Hey, why the defense play so bad? Why was Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, David Montgomery running wild when Nick Chubb was contained, when the Lions' high-powered offense got zero? It's just one of those things where (laughs) – the end of everything with the game on Monday night. And I'm just here to say – as a Pat fan, I'm not ready to panic yet. But at the same time, too, we'll have to wait and see what happens over the next few weeks. It was just a bad game. That's, that's all I'm going to say. But here's the part that I've been teasing as Danny just joins us. Here's the part that I've been teasing on week, on Twitter. I said I wanted to wait till tonight to get the answer. And I'm kind of glad that I did. I'm also kind of glad that I waited to record this episode 48 hours removed from the bad. Why you might ask that is is because you can be a little more level-headed. Emotions aren't running high. And that's where I stand on this question mark right here. For as bad as he may have played on Monday night, he still is QB one. And I still firmly believe that unless he's hurt, which today wasn't on the injury report, he's going to be the guy. It's going to have to take him playing really bad again. Like say if he comes out against the Jets and I don't know, cooks up a couple of interceptions, that's where I think you really start to invite a controversy in and then Who knows if we're getting Sam Ellinger and Bailey Zappi in a couple weeks. So that's what I just wanted to say with that. I'm still on the Mac train, but at the same time, too, I'm going to root for whichever guy gives us the best chance to win a football game. That's all I'm going to say about that. As we welcome Dan Goes Ham for Patriots-Jets Rivalry Week. It's week eight. Holy crap, we are already here. We're getting ready in the saddle. Danny's team, since he last spoke to us, three straight wins. Beat the Dolphins. Beat the Packers. Beat the Broncos, the sorry-ass Broncos, and now it's a test for them because we all know that the Patriots' last defeat to the Jets was, I think, 2015. So this Christ. is a game where we'll get into the game for a sec, but I just think this is a game that both teams are going to get up for. It's going to be good TV. And the other thing I'll say is, too, like we both agreed on this, Nance and Romo should be calling the game, not Ian Eagle and Charles Davis for as good as they are.
1: Well, thank God I'll be there live, so I really don't have to worry about that. But um, yeah, as far as watching the replay, I would I would have liked to see that for uh, you know the national game. But you know it is what it is. Iron Eagle and uh, Nance is, are, are good as well, or Charles Davis. I'm sorry,
0: no, that's all good. Yeah, we got the second team. We got the second team up. Um, we're moving right into this. Which this graphic right here, I don't know if you can see it. Well, yeah, you can see it. You just you don't have your camera on. Tampa Bay, Baltimore, minus one and a half. It literally just flipped right now. And I saw something on Twitter. It's the same John Irwin guy from BetMGM that only 22% of the people are betting the box to cover. This to me screams Tom Brady bounce back game. This just screams it out loud. It's prime time. It's his back's against the wall. And we know whenever his back's against the wall and people are kind of doubting him, that's when he rises up and reminds the world who he is.
1: Yeah, man. No, you. I mean, I don't know what would flip the line other than Gus Edwards not playing because he looked awesome last week. And I think if they found a a run game because J.K. Dobbins hasn't been getting it done. He just, he just doesn't look right coming off that uh that ACL. Yeah. So if Gus if Gus if Gus isn't playing, yeah, I think that might have flipped the line. I know he was limited and stuff, but yeah, I mean, like you said, in history repeats itself, and and Brady usually finds a way to turn it around. I just I don't know, man. I just. They just don't look good right now. I mean, yeah, they should be able to get it together. They're way too talented, but it just looks like Brady's checked out like we've been saying all year.
0: One other thing I actually want to mention to you right now about going back to the quarterback controversy because this might be a bit of a hot take. I would rather have the Mack and Bailey situation than dealing with a decrepit Tom Brady under Bill Belichick or like slowly showing signs of vulnerability and maybe he's not this like ageless wonder. I'd rather see that because I feel like it's like it's like watching a relative slowly wear down. It's like watching, like you know, anything in life, like whether it be like a relative, someone you know, an animal, slowly, slowly start to, you know, go, go down, down, down towards. When eventually they go to the other, when they basically cross the rainbow, if you get what I mean. Like I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather, no, yeah.
1: of course, of course, and like you say all the time, you know, Belichick gets rid of his guys a year too uh, too uh, early rather than a year too late, so that's certainly how it's looking but certainly you could have an extra ring out of it so who knows you could play both sides of it
0: you could but at the same time too i feel like you're going to be an expert on this and i think people are getting reminded of how bad of a coach todd Bowles truly was especially with like we know oh. from your jets you and i know and big rat knows about todd Bowles' head coaching history but i feel like the rest of the nfl right now is slowly starting to realize yeah this guy's gonna fired like I remember the 2018, like, the game Todd Bowles got fired. His last game was at Gillette Stadium, which seems to be whenever a regular season ends at Gillette Stadium in recent memory. Adam Gase, then he got the axe, and then Todd Bowles. They were talking about it during the broadcast. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. Like, they're basically making it seem like he's already gone, but it was already the third quarter. But with him, though, he just plays it too conservatively. And with Tom Brady, you got to let him let it rip. Yeah, man. I mean, like we say all the time, um, again,
1: it's okay to be an elite coordinator, defensive or offensive, but be a terrible head coach. And again, we're just seeing it again. So that's all it is, man. He's just not cut out to be a head coach, Just looking like.
0: And for as good of a start as he started to get off to, I feel like we're kind of seeing the same signs with Mike McDaniel to an extent where you got to have that killer instinct if you want to be a head coach. You can't make game decisions like you're a coordinator. That's, just, that's one thing I want to say with that.
1: Go ask ask Dan Campbell, going for it on every
0: fucking fourth down against the Patriots, man. That was, I I haven't spoken to you since, but my God, that was, that was, (laughs) I was just like, you could, you literally shot yourselves in the foot doing this. I'm I'm like watching it the entire time. Like, okay, I don't, I I didn't get, I just didn't get it with him. But with this game though, there's a couple of things from the gambling side that I like besides my fact that I think Tampa's going to win. I like Mike um, – Mike, I was almost supposed to say the, the combined name. I like Mike Evans to have a bounce-back game as well, and Mark Andrews, who was just completely unaware. And I say Mark Andrews for a reason, because if you go back and watch the film Carolina versus Tampa, Tommy Tremble <laughs> had a wide-open bomb touchdown from P.J. Walker. I'm sorry. I think Mark Andrews, maybe not any time, but maybe Mark Andrews' first TD or Mike Evans like over in yards, I think it's at like 60-something. Seem like the play if you want to dabble in the player props for tomorrow. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, never can go wrong with elite wide receivers or uh, or tight ends. I'm thinking more of um, on the sleeper side. Uh, Kate Otten, the tight end from the Buccaneers, has looked a lot better than Cameron Bray. Should have had a touchdown last week. Yeah. Um, I think he could definitely score. And I mean, Tampa looked really bad against the against the running defense of the yep. Panthers, who literally have nothing. Um, literally. Chuba Hubbard and Dante Foreman went off against them. So, if Gus is in, man, I'm riding that Gus bus all the way.
0: True, true. I don't know I did like the truck horn, but I did. Um, And then Chris Godwin, too, has been another guy that's just been quiet all year. I know he's been hurt. I'm not sure if he – I think he's still in the IR. But, like, I feel like that's – you're just waiting for him to get back. But at the same time, too, with the Buccaneers when it comes to, like, just overall fantasy or, like, player prop bets, it's always just up and down with these guys. Like, for all we know, Mike Evans can come out, sneeze, and then he has a two touchdown game. But at the same time, too, if you're asking for more safer bets with the props, I'm gonna lean towards Baltimore. Like, you know, like even if you want to go dabble in like the Rashad Bateman touchdown, even too, I feel like that'd be something good to do as well.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And they always some they owe us some uh some some chalk uh players to score. Chalk means like obvious, you know, in these Thursday games, because it's just been it's been a struggle, man. All Thursday, man. Every Thursday game is a struggle. It's just like the obvious guys aren't scoring. There's injuries, so let's get a let's get a game where you know everyone wins this time.
0: Exactly. I mean, also as well, I don't know if you dabble in prize picks, but it could be worse than yesterday's Bradley Beal over in points, and he gets hurt during the game, which people were pissed off about. Um, but with this game overall, I like I said, I'm go, I'm riding with the Buccaneers. I I just think this is a bounce back game for them, and and which will lead to are the Bucks back to being a serious Super Bowl contender. It's kind of like. Guys, chill, chill. It's like it's like the same people that were calling Bailey Zappy, like the whole like Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady stuff. I was just like, guys, let's just let's just stop it. Um, but the only other thing I'll say too is when I look at the whole stuff for tomorrow night, I, I like the over. Baltimore's been able to score. Tampa's defense has been but wait, actually. No, I'm gonna avoid that as a total because I just remember Tampa can't score. Tampa's been ineffective at scoring except for the Kansas City game, and that was when already they were losing. So I'll say over, but like I can't trust I just can't trust Tampa right now, so I'm going to stay from it. But I, it's just something that came across my mind.
1: Yeah, I, like I said, man, I think we're, we're due some points for these Thursday night games. They've been a fucking complete snooze fest. Um, so I, would, I I think the over is a fine play, honestly. Um, I don't think both defenses are that great. I think you can move the ball against both defenses. And, you know, if Lamar gets it going on the ground, opens up things for the pass game. So I think we could see a, an easy over.
0: I think so too. It's just also like with last week's two is easy because you have to remember it was two big 12 defenses going up against each other in the NFL. Um, I actually have an over I really love, which we'll get into after this game because it's the second last game of the season where you have to watch Russell Wilson stand alone. It's the second last game I, I, in the 930 time slot. I was going to say uh, there's still three more international games. We've got the Mexico one coming up in a few weeks. Um I feel you put this in my head and I'm going with you on it. I I just think this is a spot where Denver comes back. I think this is just a game where I'm not saying they're making the playoffs or anything, but I think this is a spot where they win. And, you know, all that talk comes down because it's the whole, you know, when a coach's job is on the line, the Bradley Chubb trade rumors coming up out of nowhere. Jerry Judy's name, well, effectively he's been like his, uh, he's just not, he has not been the same Judy we saw in Alabama. I, for some reason, I like the Broncos in this
1: spot. No, I love the Broncos in this spot. Um, uh, that defense is is elite, man. If they can just get anything from that offense, they they'll be fine in this game. Um, I know playing in Mile High is a lot different than playing in London, um, but just I was just so damn impressed with that defense, man. Like they they had a chance to win that game with Brett Ripon, which is insane. Who who actually didn't look bad last week, but. Um, as far as the Jaguars go, like, like, what's going on with that franchise, man? Like, you're in year three, four of that of that rear, uh, rebuild. What is it, year two of Trevor Lawrence, man? You, you picked back-to-back number one picks, and you still just look terrible. You just look like you have no direction, man. You just gave us James Robinson for free. I know ECN has looked good, but just to give up on uh, to, to James like that is insane. I know a lot of Jaguars fans weren't happy about that. Um the term
0: a lot of Jaguars fans exists out there. Jesus Christ, I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, I mean I I, I had to look into James, you know, and I was yeah, they, they have a big community surprisingly. But um <laughs> you know, they're looking at 2 and 6 here, I think. I think this is an easy easy Denver win. Um comfortable. They the Jaguars just I don't know, man.
0: I would be ashamed if I was if I was Trent Bulky right now. I don't know how he has a job. Here's the thing, though, with Trent Baalke. I don't know if you heard about this, but you know how him and John Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh's time came to a rough end in San Francisco? Yeah. Apparently, the rumor at the draft time was that Trent Balky took Trayvon Walker to spite Michigan, and even though I still think it should have been Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall. I, I think sometimes, you know what, some people are just that petty that they'll do something stupid like that. Should have been Sauce Gardner,
1: honestly. But, um, no, I mean, if, that, if, that's, if that's true... Uh, then yikes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's still early, but he's definitely not a day one impact player. I think
0: he has like two sacks on the season. I mean, yeah, like the two best, I think the two best defensive rookies so far have been Sauce Gardner and Jack Jones, but that's that's just me. That's just me. I think both guys Ty- are playing.
1: Tyron Woolen too, man.
0: Yeah. You know, for the Seahawks, falling out too. Yeah, that's that, we'll get to that in a little while. But yeah, like for this, it's just Denver. Um, I look at that over-under and I'm like, I think this game could go over and just be like that you know those games where people think are going to be flat out boring, but then actually something happens. But at the same time, too, I don't think Denver's hit an. O- Wait, actually, no, they only hit an over once, and that was Week Four against the Raiders, a game that Big Rat famously called on here that the uh, Raiders were going to win because their backs were against the wall. Um, moving on, first thing I'm going to say before I say anything else about who I think is going to win. This is my like part of October. Give me over 48 and a half points in this game. I think both offenses are just going to fly with the ball.
1: Is it double XP weekend? I think
0: the new Call of Duty comes out actually. It does. It does. <laughs> is, that, is that next week? No, it's I think it's I think it's tomorrow actually.
1: Oh no. Kyle is, <laughs> Kyle is gonna get a head start. Oh God. Um, that's why I he should... won. That's why he do... won
0: last week, because he wanted to get home and play it early on campaign. I'm just looking it up right now. Jesus Christ, video games are expensive now. I haven't bought a video game in a long time, but it's yeah, uh, we're up to like 70 now. You're up seeing 8999 Canadian, Jeez. which yeah. Oh, I just got to look at this release date just to confirm. Yeah, tomorrow the video game literally comes out October 27th, 2022. We are recording this on October 26th. <laughs> yeah, that's a scoop. That is a school, man. Give me Skull Vikings on this game. I, I really
1: I, I I did like I did like the uh the Cardinals too, man, but I think that legit might change things. I don't know. We'll see. Um Yeah, the the Vikings, I can't believe they're 5 in one, man. That's insane. They're just, you know, they're just winning right now. They're not great or anything. I think they're, you know, not really a serious threat to win a Super Bowl. But, you know, i got to give them credit. Kevin O'Connell got the team 5-1. Um, they
0: look great. And the Cardinals do not. I view the Vikings in the same view as I view the Giants, where I'm like, is your stuff, like, long-term successfully going to be impacted? Or I don't, still don't think you'll be a contender come January, but – I look at them like, hey, you you've gotten your stuff done. You've lost one game the entire year. You've I, I had the Giants at six and eleven this year, so that's another thing too. And the Vikings. We both did, yeah. We both did. And then the Vikings are just a team where what was I gonna say? You are making it work. It's like Jacksonville. Basically, the cliche that I hear a lot, it's like when you throw shit at a wall and you're expecting it to stick, but it falls. It's stuck for Minnesota, but it's fallen for Jacksonville. But with this game, I just like that over because, look, for as bad as Arizona can be, especially on a double XP weekend, both teams can put up points, and I don't really trust either defense. That's the thing, too. Because, like, yeah, sure, the Cardinals do have the good secondary, but at the same time, too, Andy Dalton, throughout all of his mistakes, still put up 34 on them. So what's stopping Kirk Cousins from doing that?
1: Yeah, no, and especially – no, you're right, no. No.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's his thing. And also, I, don't, I don't have much on this game, honestly. I don't either. It's just the over. The only other take, and I'm starting to believe this, I know we got extended this year. I think if Michael Bidwell can find a way to get out of it, I think Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kimes days are numbered in Arizona, and they only gave them that extension so that they could lock up Kyler long term.
1: Oh, yeah, and I remember the, uh, the fight between Kyler and, and Cliff last Thursday. That was funny. So, yeah, no, um, if they don't make the playoffs, they should be both gone. But we'll see how uh, we'll see how they operate from there.
0: For anybody wants to see it, go listen to my interview from earlier this offseason with Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals or go look at Steve Kime's draft history since 2013. It is truly terrible. <laughs> um shameless plug. Uh, Detroit versus Miami. Um, the way I look at this game. Miami's another team where I feel like their hot start got negated. I feel like them beating Buffalo. So, back back to Arizona. So, you remember two years ago how there was that famous Detroit – not Detroit, Arizona-Buffalo game and Hop caught the uh, Hail Mary? Yeah. And after that, like, Buffalo season skyrocketed. They didn't lose to the AFC Championship game and then the Cardinals just went down a slippery slope. Yep. I feel like Miami's been in the same boat. Two injury aside, I feel like them beating Buffalo was, like, their peak of their season so far. Because if you look at the rest of the results for October – like, obviously, like I said, injury aside – Cincinnati game, like, they didn't fare well. You guys handled them. And then they lost to Minnesota. And then on Sunday, if there's a quarterback better than Kenny Pickett in there, I'm sorry, but the Pittsburgh Steelers win that football game. So with this game right here, I'm not saying that Detroit's going to win it, but I don't think it's going to be an easy dub for the Dolphins um for me i'm looking at this i
1: see it i see it as a uh a get right spot for the dolphins man i just don't think the De- detroit lions have anything on defense to to stop like tyreek and, and waddle and even even raheem mostert should have a very nice day um I, I i don't know i just i just don't believe in detroit at all i think dan campbell should be fired you know you guys know i was never really a fan of his
0: um give me the give me the dolphins big honestly You do know that ever since – you know, obviously Dan Campbell took over from Miami in that one season. He's won more games there in one season than he has in two years with the Detroit Lions. He's won four games total. I feel like the Detroit Lions was – it was like Big Rat said, that cute hard knock story that people, like, wanted to buy into them. Mm. After the – I'm sorry, I'm going to show the flag again, but after this right here, I was like, this team sucks. Like, they could not tackle – Ramondre Stevenson ran for, I think, 160 yards on them. Um, mm-hmm. the only thing I like about them is the fact that they, yeah, they have some like they've been hurt but like they have some offensive weapons, but like those were neutralized and they have a really good offensive line. besides that, there's nothing there. I feel like eventually that like I, I, I said this, I've said this all off season. the Dan Campbell like nostalgia biting kneecap or mystique or or and you may say nostalgia. But the mystique of Dan Campbell mixed with the breaking kneecap metaphors and, you know, just the hard crust, like, we're Detroit, we're gritty, we don't have any primetime games, we don't care, even though you'd rather be in the Thanksgiving slot. That has to wear off eventually, and I feel like if they get their asses kicked by the Dolphins and go 1-6, and it's going to be we're back to the bottom. You remember, they still have two picks. I think it's, if anything, though, I could see him staying this year, but the next year is a year where they have to show some signs of life for him to keep his job. I actually uh, dabbled a little bit
1: on the Detroit community just because I was looking up Aiden Hutchinson and how he was doing and a lot of fans were not happy with him, but it was more so about fans in Detroit really can't stand and they're over Dan Campbell, they want him gone now. They just see nothing that shows that he's going to be the guy, which he looks completely unqualified, honestly, from what I've seen, you know, especially that New England game, man, that was just an embarrassment, bro. Um, so I, 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 there's, there's been no progress with that team. It's a lot more talented than it was, um, and as far as that goes, you know, you're probably gonna be picking a brand new quarterback next year. Just you know, reset the button, man, and
0: you know, just go from there. I wanted to go up to the Detroit fans and ask them, like, how do you do this? Because there were Detroit fans, and like, there was a lot of Aiden Hutchinson jerseys, but like, there was a lot of Stafford's, a lot of Calvin Johnson's, a lot of Barry's. Actually, I saw Barry Sanders Oklahoma State jersey at the game. But I like oh, yeah. the to go up to them and be like, how do you do this? And even to I may have shouted to a couple of them, you'll enjoy C.J. Stroud, don't worry about that, or Bryce Young. But I just look at Detroit and I'm like, I don't know how you do this year in and year out. That's my thing where it's just like – it's just a revolving door of mediocrity. And I feel like if they want to be a serious player, don't go out and get like a coach where it's going to be an experiment. you got to get someone that's either proven or you have to go get like a Tamiko Ryans from San Francisco who's going to be a head coach next year. Yeah, man. There, oh, trust me.
1: There's even even Eric Bienni is a ten times better of a candidate than Dan Campbell is right now,
0: man. I, I still so, think Bien-Ami's I No, I, I don't
1: think he should get hired either. I'm not saying that, but
0: two things with the Eric Bienni thing. When one's involving Kansas City, I think Eric Bienni is not taking jobs because I think he's waiting to become Andy Reid's successor in Kansas City one day. The other. Is don't be shocked that if in a few years Matt Nagy somehow plays his role back up and gets another head coaching job and then gets fired like two to three years into that head coaching job for a mediocre team, just saying, um, like what Todd Bowles, is doing, Todd Bowles did. Um, I have a take for you, and I don't like this take. <coughs> I know everyone in the AFC in, in the NFC is like really sold in on the Eagles. I think there's a real chance that this could be Dallas's year. I think their defense is just really good. I think if you can get – you don't have to get stellar QB play out of Dak, but if you can get either a league average or above from him, this could be a team to really watch out for. Well, what case. I want
1: to see now is um, I think Zeke just went down with the MCL injury and now Power is going to take over, and I think he's a lot better than Zeke. So if they if if they if Pollard just really gets going here and like, you know, doesn't give that job back to Zeke, that's gonna help them even more on offense. You know, like you just said, the defense already looks elite. So I'm looking forward to that. We'll see that this week. So but yeah, no, you're definitely not wrong, bro. Um, yeah. the Eagles really haven't played
0: too too many. Who have they played, honestly? They played the Lions, who they almost lost to. They played the Vikings. They've played. Fuck, they played. I think they played Washington. They played Arizona. They played Dallas, and then there's someone else. I'm blanking on their Week Four opponent. Yeah, so they Jacksonville, haven't really been, Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, they haven't been tested much. I mean, they played Dallas with Cooper, uh, whatever Cooper Rush, and, and, then, yeah, and the Cooper next Rush. time they play
0: Philly is Dallas. Philly go together is Week 16, Christmas Eve, and that's going to be a true true test for where both teams are going into January because we know both teams are going to be in January. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I mean, I know they picked up Robert Quinta. That's pretty huge for them.
1: But I, I still need to see more from Jalen Hurts, man, sure, especially in adversity. You know, they, they, they've they usually just built up a lead and cruised, you know, and they haven't had to deal with any uh, adversity for the most part. So once they start seeing these realer teams, uh, we'll find out what they, who they really are.
0: But, this yeah, might, no, you're not wrong. This might sound salty, but at the same time, too, I think this is pretty realistic. I think this is a Dallas Cowboys ass whipping because I think a lot of people are going to look at the Chicago plus nine and be like, Oh, they just did it on Monday night. They'll surely do it again. And then they get ran out of the building. Like what happened with Denver, Seattle week one, or you know how everyone was on Seattle to beat Denver. They did next week. They went to San Francisco and they just got there. I think they lost by like 21 or something like that. I think this very similar thing can happen here, especially the fact too, that we now know, okay, the bears are in sell mode and, don't be shocked if Roquan Smith's trade in the next week because the deadline is on Tuesday. Um, but I think this is that game there, and also too. Not saying I'm like obviously for right now the Dallas defense is playing better than the New England defense, but they limited Detroit to do absolutely nothing. Detroit scored six points against them, and I I, I just think this is gonna be a long day if you're a Bears fan. I think it's kind of like you know what, enjoy Monday. You guys deserved it. But For this Sunday, I think it's it's not going to be easy. I think this is a game where Dallas can really put their footprint on and be like, you know, we're we're a, we're a threat. We're a legit team. The only other thing I want to say about Dallas is though, you got to get CD Lamb going. He's only got two touchdowns on the entire season. Yeah, got to get CD going. He might. This might be a big spot for him. Um, but like I said, man, I, I want to see
1: Pod get going, bro. That's that's the guy I'm looking at
0: this week. He was a good fancy pickup, but he's only making 960k. So. I think I said like my big take for 2021 with Dallas was that Amari Cooper was going to be a cap cut. I think not a cut, but I think they trade Zeke to get rid of the cap for next year. Um, Would be smart. Moving on right here. This is a, this game I look at and I'm like, first of all, I love the over because I watched the Saints first. I watched the Saints last Thursday night. They can't tackle. They still manage to score points. I don't know who's a quarterback this week. But with them, it's just like also too their their play calling is disgustingly terrible. Pete Carmichael is horrible at his job. I think I think the more they lose, I think like it's going to be a full carousel, full house cleanup in New Orleans. But with Vegas, their fan I've seen a couple of like some Raider Nation being like, this is going to be a, like they're going to magically go from like one and four, win seven in a row, and end up at eight and four. I think the Raiders are that. The Raiders are who I thought they were all offseason. They were going to be the one team from the AFC West to be bad. Obviously, Denver's bad. But I just think with the Raiders, I think this is a potential letdown spot for them.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, I was really, really hoping Jameis would get in there uh, this week with, with uh, Lattimore and Michael Thomas because I was staring at that Saints plus 750 to win the division. They're only one game back of uh, uh, Tampa, and Tampa might lose tomorrow. So I was really staring at that. I think they could win that division, but I just can't get behind the Andy Dalton, bro. I just – I don't know, man. That guy just gives me no hope. Olave looks great. But like you said, man, they're, they're, the Saints have problems. They went all in this year, man. They gave up their draft picks, so they have to win. They have to try to
0: get into the playoffs. They can't just let it – mail it in and tank. So. Because, because if not – you also said this too, um, their cap situation. They keep putting their cap money back, and eventually you got to pay for the bill. It's like putting it off, putting off a credit card bill. You're trying to say, oh, pay it off next month, pay off next month, and the debt just keeps Mm. collecting and collecting and collecting. Eventually, you got to come home, and you're going to have to make some cuts that are not going to benefit your football team. I still feel like them cutting, trading Gardner-Johnson was a bit of a mistake. I feel like he was a true piece of their secondary because Tyron Matthews done nothing for them this year. Um, Their best asset so far has been their defensive line, but – when I look at this, the Raiders' defense and the Saints' defense are the exact same. They can pass – they can do really well in uh, run blocking, but pass protection, there's nothing there to look at where you look at it like shiny. Like, Houston put 20 up on them, and if Houston could put 20 up on them, this is another game where I like the over. I like over 49 and a half points.
1: Yeah, but um, – yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, and especially Josh Jacobs, too, man. That guy's been blowing out on the contract here, bro. He's been carrying the Raiders. So, Indeed. I mean, if, they, if, they, if, if he gets going like he should – also, look at Josh Jacobs for um, another futures bet plus six hundred to be the rushing leader on the year. He's only less than a hundred yards behind Chubb and Barkley, and both of them haven't
0: had a buy yet. So he can he can definitely inch that gap for sure. If you also look at the Raiders' schedule, too, it is easy. They have like Denver yep. again. They have Indy. They have Seattle. And there's someone else in there, but they have they do have it really easy. So that's why I think Raider fans are getting there. But I just think that the Raiders are a team that you can always count on to let you down. That that's all. Um, yep. Fuck, I don't have really anything to say about this game. I'm taking Atlanta to cover the spread. I think this is not a get-right game for the Falcons, but it's weird to think the Falcons can be 4-3. and three. But at the same time, too, I think last week, like the Chicago Bears, the Carolina Panthers, that was just a, you know, a one-time thing. I don't think you're going to see the P.J. Walker Panthers come out week after week and blow people up. Um, Bad fun fact, but in two weeks, this game's Thursday night football. Wow. I mean,
1: when I when I was last on here, actually, I uh, I said either this Panthers team is gonna just quit on that Rule and he's gonna get fired, which is what they did, and now with this new, what's the new? I don't know the new coach's name, the interim. Steve uh, Steve Wilkes. Seems like they really like him and they're playing very hard for him. So you kind of see like a little rejuvenation of them, um, you know. And it's a division game, bro. I don't think Atlanta's that great. So four and a half, I w- I would take the four and a half. I'm not saying they win but I think they're going to play hard and I don't think Atlanta is that much better. They're better, but they're not that much better.
0: I think it will be uh, a closer game. It's just weird to think that Atlanta's three and four right now. Like I thought Atlanta would be like, you know, basement of the NFC. They have managed to play some decent football, but you know, I was on Atlanta minus four and a half, but I think last week we kind of saw the true, true version of the Atlanta Falcons. So I wouldn't be totally shocked that if, if, Atlanta did Atlanta did have another letdown here. And not I'm not saying lose, but you know what? I like I like this to be a three-point game. I like this also I like this to be a very low scoring game. I don't think anything exciting happens in this game either. Because look, even though they blew them out, the Carolina Panthers only put twenty one up against the 21 up against the, uh, the Bucs and the Falcons, it's the same thing. So I can see like I don't know, like a seventeen to fourteen kind of game.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, totally, man. I mean, look, DJ Moore got going, uh Dante Foreman looked good. Trouba Hubbard looked good, and that's against the Buccaneers. So the Falcons' defense is nowhere close to what they are.
0: Exactly. And I'm not going to save it for last. I'm not going to save it for last, but we're getting into this. This is going to be a long one. New England, Let's get it. Patriots are going to the New York Jets. Patriots Let's are minus two. Go runners at 40 and a half. Before I give the mic over to you, I have one thing to say about this game. This game is going to come down to two things in my opinion. Quarterback play and offensive line play.
1: Yeah, of course. No, definitely. Um, you I smell blood in the water, Griff. I smell blood in the water. <clears throat> and trust me, Salah is putting it all over the locker room this week that you guys ran up the score on us last week and how you've controlled the division and we haven't beat you since 2015. <clears throat> this is the first time since... Damn, I saw the stat today. But we haven't went into a game against New England leading... Uh, the division against you guys in, in like 20 something years bro i believe it was so we're getting up for this game bro even though we were shot in the foot against denver man we lost fucking breeze hall and the lives of two brutal catastrophic blows i cannot underestimate that enough man but you know joe douglas straight up the next day went and traded for james robinson who is a very underrated back you know that i know that very productive back so he's telling the team he's sending a clear message. You know, get it together, bro. We're, we're we're going for this thing. You're right. Zach Wilson needs to win this game. Absolutely needs to win this game. Training wheels need to come off. We need to we need to test that secondary. Justin Fields just did it. And I don't want to hear no excuses, man. Um, I feel like with Belichick, he's gonna zone in on what you don't do your best. So he's gonna bring the blitz a lot, and we need to expect that. We need to have a lot of blitz beaters and beat them that way. Um, and then just play defense, man. You got you got Mac Jones, who's gonna be starting, who's gonna be in his own head all game about not making a mistake. So he's gonna be extra careful, and that could you know lead. To, he's not gonna play free. Obviously, he's gonna be um trying to trying to not hit the home runs and stuff like that, and just take the dink and dunks. So as long as we can hold him in check, bro, I think the first team to score twenty points wins this game.
0: Yeah, I think this is gonna be a very similar game to the Steelers Patriots game from a few weeks from week two, or even the game when you guys played against the Steelers. You know, just it, it's gonna come down just the basic fundamentals of football. It's gonna come, down, you know the basic that like there. I jokingly said on Twitter the other day that Bill was gonna Bill was gonna move into second place all time, and the Miguel kind of went at me for it. But I really was just trying to a soften the blow of what I was experiencing, and B knowing that Bill Belichick, too, also gets up for the Jets games, just because of his history there as well. Um, It's also going to come down to how guys like Quentin Williams and Matthew Judon play. If Quentin Williams can have his day with the Patriots O-line or if Matthew Judon can have his day with the Jets O-line, it's going to be a long day. Um, I will applaud the Joe Douglas move to get James Robinson because that's a move that shows that, hey, I'm here to fix things. I'm here to make sure that we are a winner. That's a trade that you make when you want to – do something. And the fact that he barely gave up anything for it also shows like a little bit of incompetency on Jacksonville's part, but B, the fact that he's willing to make that move to replace him uh, more than him. I think this is more uh, of a spot too, where Michael Carter can shine to truly be that RB one to kind of, you know, show his own because last year he never really got too, too many opportunities to do it. Um, it's also going to come down to how guys like Garrett Wilson play, how sauce Gardner plays, how will Matt be able to get the ball? It's like Devontae Parker, uh, Jacoby Myers. Um, the one big blow for the Patriots, though, is I know David Andrews this week. That's going to be a big, big blow for them. He's on. He's out mm-hmm. with concussion this week. I don't know if you saw the – it was yeah. on – yeah, the interception. It was just like – that pissed me off more than anything in the game because that was just an unnecessary play that got someone hurt. The guy – the player for the Bears to get ejected from the game, though. But when it all comes said and done, this is just a game where which quarterback fucks up the least. That's what it is because if some – you either – you know, I don't like to use the expression a team – this is how a team lost a game, not won a game. But I think the loser of this game, it's going to feel it more because if a loss here for either team, even though one team's three and four and one's five and two, I think a loss can do more damage to either side than people think. No matter who it is, even if it's my team, if it's your team, that's just how I view this.
1: Yeah, this is this is a franchise-altering game for for the Jets. Honestly, <clears throat> as crazy as that said, uh, sounds, but to be in the spot where New England's desperate and we can just put our foot on their necks and, and kill them pretty much for their season. You know, I think that can like completely shift the momentum of this season, which, you know, obviously positive vibes are already starting to happen. Um, but you know, if we, if we do that, bro, I think it just gives us another level of confidence going into uh, the rest of the year to make this playoff push, but we'll see, man. I mean, usually the jets fold here notoriously, um, it's going to be on Zach, bro. It's going to be on Zach. You know, losing Brees Hall was like putting my dog down. You know, that that, that one really hurt, bro. And then to follow it up, no one thought Elijah in, uh injury was serious either. And then we find out we lose him for the rest of the year. So, I mean, the team the team is balling, bro. Let me give them their, their credit. Last time I was on here against Miami, I, I didn't know. You know, I talked my shit a little bit. But, you know, props to the Jets, bro. I, I, nobody saw this coming at all. And that defense is truly a leap, bro. I couldn't be more happier with the defense and Salah turning that around. So props to Salah, props to the Jets. Let's see it from Zach Wilson now because I everyone's mean, on his ass
0: right now. Sauce Gardner's played great. Quinton Williams is playing for a bag this year. He's been just wrecking people and wrecking the DJ play. Reed, DJ Reed yeah. was probably a, a, the signing of the offseason, honestly. Yeah, and because so. guys – Robert Salah's a coach that guys get up for. Um, the only thing I'm going to say for the Patriots, though, is if they do go 3-5, and five, I don't think it's season-crushing because I can foresee them beating the Colts next week. And if they go into the bye at 4-5, and five, and then, you know, say if they get one back and then in three weeks when you guys come to Foxborough, if they go into Thanksgiving at 5-5, five and five, I still think they're in a position to where they can potentially make a run. But with that being said, and I don't know how to feel about this, but I think this is the game that the Jets get. I think, you know, like they said, they're getting up for it. It's a game where... You can truly, truly, you know, show the NFL world who you are, and at the same time, too. I don't think you need a loss. I, I think a loss will hurt you guys more because of what you got next week coming into your building. Yeah, man. I mean, my life's gonna show up. I know. I know that stadium's gonna be loud.
1: Like I said, bro. Um, we just, we just got to zone in on, uh, on,
0: on Mac. Yeah, it's just sixty minutes of football. Wish you guys nothing but the best. But let the best man win on Sunday. Let's get it, man. I wanted to take the Steelers to cover the spread here, but I thought about it and I'm like, no, it's not happening. I think, like I said, I think with Sunday night, from Miami-Pittsburgh, I think Miami put Pittsburgh in a situation to win the game and they just didn't philly off a buy in philly with what's going on down the walkway from them at lincoln not Lincoln financial at citizens bank park i mean i wish philly's gonna i, I haven't checked the score recently but hopefully Philly loses tonight but on sunday this could be a long day if you wear black and yellow don't know if he's there i was just saying some stuff about the pittsburgh philly game which, by the way, folks, this is the game. Jim Nelson. Oh, he's still there. He's still there. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Basically, I was just saying this right here. There's a part of me that wanted we'll to take the Steelers plus ten, but I thought about it. and I'm like, no, I'm taking. I'm taking the uh, Pittsburgh. I'm Pittsburgh. I'm taking Philly. I'm taking Philly at minus ten.
1: Yeah, uh, I th- I think that that Sunday night loss was crushing for the Steelers. Man, like they really had a shot, and to see them just fold like that, I think that's gonna hurt the team a lot. So, I mean, Philly's just rolling right now. I'm sure they'll just continue to roll here. Not much really to say about this one.
0: That and also too, I think. Like I was, I said this to you. Or I said this earlier before you came, before you went away. The Steelers lost that game because Miami did not play good on Sunday night. Miami gave them opportunities to win. The Steelers just didn't capitalize on them. So that's why I think here. And also, let's not forget too that a few weeks ago, the Steelers got their asses handed to them by the uh, Buffalo Bills. Um, this my game bad. Right here I'm for,
1: having connection problems.
0: Oh, okay, I'll talk I'll vamp if I have to. Um, this game right here for some reason is at 405. I don't know why. I don't know who's gonna watch this game. But man, I think last week with Tennessee, I think it was more of a you no. Know, Indianapolis is bad. Matt Ryan is cooked. Uh, which, I mean, <laughs> they they pulled the plug on that completely. That was just not even like a general thing. It was just, yeah, he's done. He's done. Like, I, I think, oh, my God. And I felt so bad because I was one of those guys, too, where I was like, man, Indy's going to win the division. Jonathan Taylor's going to have a great year. Michael Pittman Jr. finally has a good quarterback to throw to. Taylor's been hurt. Pittman's been okay this year. And Matt Ryan just, it's not been pretty. But we'll get to the Colts in a bit. But with this game right here, I, I just want to take the Titans because, we're finally starting to see that, yeah, the Texans are truly a bad team and that Davis Mills just is a placeholder.
1: Yeah, I mean, not really much to say about this one. King Henry is just going to go off. Um, probably, probably see 150 and two touchdowns from him uh, in this game. Houston can't stop the run whatsoever. Not exciting. I don't know. Trash division.
0: If I had told you that this game right here, week one, this would be the only game this week to feature both teams above 500. What would you have said?
1: I'll say you're crazy, bro. I would but say
0: You are crazy. That's where we are. Both teams are are above 500. Both teams are like at the top of their divisions right now. Actually, like I, I don't. I think the I think the Seahawks are in the West right now. Actually, but man. I'm not going to eat crow on this, but I'll give credit where credit's due with the Giants. But I still have doubts because <coughs> I know they've been hurt. But I still need to see Daniel Jones go win a game on his own. I see, need him to see make those clutch time, you know, passes and everything like that. I feel like more than anything, their defense has been the backbone in that. And also, too, everything's gone through Saquon Barkley. But if you truly, truly, truly want to buy me in as you're a winning team, your quarterback's got to, A, throw for over 200 yards more consistently no matter who the weapons are, and, B, go win a game on his own. Yeah, I thought he played really well against Jacksonville. I watched that game.
1: Um, it's just dable D'Abo's got him on the move, man, and that's just – that's that's really what's doing it is, is those yeah. rollouts and, you know, that dual threat between Saquon and him. So – and, you know, he had some shit downfield to, uh, to Slayton and stuff like that. So – and Mondale Robinson's looked good, so – I'll give them their props. They are they're, they're they're a solid team. They're good. They're not bad. But like I thought they were. Um are they contenders? No. But um as far as the Seahawks goes, they they got a little Legion of Boom forming again, man. Little uh late round, late, late round fucking draft picks. So um both their corners are bowling. Their defense is doing pretty good. Geno's absolutely balling right now. So I think I think the Giants are due to lose. Um, so I'm going to take Seattle on the money line, but, um, yeah, man, no, uh,
0: we'll see. Give me a Hawks win, but give me a Giants cover. How about that one? I think this is a game where I'm only saying this too, because I think the travel more than anything. And one oh, yeah. of the with Seattle too, I want to point out is Kenneth Walker, the third has been a great running back for them this year so far. I think Pete, Pete Carroll finally has his stud running back. And at the same time too, I think John Snyder made up in the Russell Wilson trade for what he lost in the Jamal Adams trade. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, definitely, bro. Because remember, you were on your high horse forever about that one, about how you could – well, you know, that was just a fleece job by Joe Douglas, but at the same time, it helped you guys rebuild. By, I believe those are the picks that became Garrett Wilson and Farrah Tucker, which mm-hmm. both those injuries were terrible, by the way. Both will lose Brees Hall and that. I haven't seen the old Brees Hall people comparing – Dropping Brees Hall from their fantasy teams to putting a dog down as well, yeah. which is more a bit of an example of that as it is. I can understand it because Brees Hall has been a guy this year. But with Seattle, with this game, I just – I trust Seattle more at home because they're that team that you don't expect anything from. Look, they just ran the Chargers out of the gym last week. And at the same time, too, like you said, Seattle's – the Giants are that team that if they lose or if they lose bad, it's going to be – it's over for them. The Giants are terrible. Why did we buy into them? But in reality, they're making it work. I just think that the Giants, the Giants have had a bit of a softer schedule as well. So I feel like once they start playing, like remember they still got to play the Eagles twice. So those are the tests right there. And then the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. If they can hang in tough in those three games or win one or two of those games, you'll buy my confidence in your team. But if you go one three in those games, I'm sorry, I, I can't do it. Especially if there's teams in your division that are single-handedly beating you.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but besides that, i got nothing else to say about that game. This game right here, though, it was the same bet a few weeks ago for me. Allen Robinson fucked me over in my parlay. Uh, but I'm taking San Francisco in this game because we all know that San Francisco just wins these games for some reason. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think McCaffrey, we finally get to see him uh, know the playbook uh,
1: as well as he can. He'll be uh, utilized on third downs here. Um I still don't
0: think the Rams are good. And yeah man, no I I think San Francisco takes it. That's all I got to say, but um I got to do something. There's one thing I really have to do before our next before our next game. So folks, just hold on for a second, okay? Longhorn Nation. We're back. Because Sam Ellinger's world we're living in, folks. That's from the 2020 uh, or 2019 Sugar Bowl game against where Texas beat Georgia. And uh Bevel the Bull nearly killed Aga the Bulldog. Indianapolis versus Washington. Um, why this game is in the four o'clock window in ours isn't is beyond me. I think people were expecting the whole Carson Wentz return saga, and except we're getting Sam Ellinger versus Taylor Heineke. And the only thing I have to say about this game is. Hold your breath and take that under.
1: Oh yeah, man. Ah, uh, uh, two two total question marks, man. I don't know what to expect from Ellinger at all. Um, I think he looked good last week, but we know what he is. Uh,
0: I know I did it, but I took the wash. I took the football team to cover that game. The commanders to cover that game. Excuse me.
1: Yeah, just I don't know, man. It's, uh, give me uh, who's plus money? The Washington. Yep. Yeah, give me Washington, plus three. Two bad teams.
0: This is either... Also, I think this is a potential Frank Wright get fired game. I think this could be, because if he makes this move and announces he's our starter for the rest of the year, and then he goes out there, especially in the 425 slot, where I know it's still regional, but you're when you're an Eastern team in the 425 slot, I feel like people still pay attention to you, even though L.A. San Fran is the game that's going to be nationally televised. If <laughs> If they get embarrassed in this game, it's a bad week ahead. That's why I think that the Patriots can beat this team as well next next week. But we'll get into next week next week. For now, this is this week, and I'm going with you. Washington plus three and under 40. Sunday night ba- – I almost said Sunday night baseball. Sunday night football here. My question for you, Danny, uh, do the Packers cover or do the Packers get their ass kicked? Like, like For as good as the Bills are, I just –
1: no nah, they're getting their ass kicked oh. <laughs> they're,
0: they're gonna get smoked
1: nah. um buffalo just gonna toy with them they're not good uh, i think this team's starting to quit a little bit and i think aaron Rodgers is just trying to hold it together as much as he can and, but it's just they're not talented enough man so the, give me uh give me the bills big
0: this team also fun fact i'm gonna be down in buffalo this weekend on saturday for uh for a hockey game. And if you're asking me, why am I not saying for the football game? It's because the cheapest ticket to get in for this game is at like $400. And wow. well, I think that's to do with two, th- uh, three things. One, the fact that it's Sunday night football two, the fact that the Packers travel while well they're made, they make ticket prices increase because they know Packer fans are going to come in. And three, why do I want to watch a game with a team that I do not like versus a team? I just simply don't care about. Um, I'm not, so I'm going to the Sabres Blackhawks game on Saturday night, but who knows? Maybe you'll see me from Highmark Stadium on Saturday. Um, also do Danny, I want to ask you a fun fact. When was the last time that the Buffalo Bills hosted a Sunday night football game with fans? Because they hosted one two years ago, but that was with COVID. So no one could go.
1: Oh, I couldn't even
0: tell you, bro. Tyrod Taylor days, Rex Aron. 2007. It was the Patriots and the wow. Bills, and the Patriots beat them 56 to 10. So I take a little bit of solace in that. Just, wow. just, just, throwing that up there. Um, you know, I, 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 For some reason, I want to be like Packers can cover this, but I feel like this is a game where if Josh Allen can go out there and kick the shit out of Aaron Rodgers, this is a game where he solidifies himself. And like I, I'm going to say this too as well. For as much as I don't like the team, he is probably going to win the MVP this year, which I do like because that usually means that the MVP doesn't win the Super Bowl, which I'd rather see Josh Allen win the MVP than win the Super Bowl. That's, that's just me, though. But I just look at them and I'm like, who, like, who's better than them? And all at the same time, too, I also saw some Bills fans Or today. Well that's the other reason, too, why I wanted the p- 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 Green Bay to win this game was because – more than anything that pissed me off Monday night was the fact that Bills fans were taking more enjoyment in beating us and, and us losing than Bears fans were. That's the one thing. So oh, I still
1: man. <laughs>
0: oh, I know you too, but you guys didn't like rub it in your face. I go on Twitter. They're like posting like bo- like post game clips and stuff. They're posting like the sports talk shows and stuff like that. And there was also apparently um, Bills fans getting Patriots fans in their DMs or mentions, being like, "Yeah, the Patriots winning the division this year." And I literally wanted to be like, uh, "What Patriots fans claim that like we." We Like, you and I both know, this is their division for the foreseeable future unless Allen gets hurt. But besides that, I'm just like – because Buffalo is also that team, too, where I'm like, okay, how can they possibly get better? And then they find a way to get better. Like, I always said this year, they're going to lose one of Jordan Poyer or Dawson Knox. Knox already got extended. We'll see what happens with Poyer. But I think the better Poyer plays, he's potentially playing himself to a new contract somewhere else. But we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll Most um, of them. <laughs> I mean – All the power to you on the Patriots next year because they have a lot of cap money. Um, Look it up. It's true. Um, The only other thing I'll say about this game is that this is just a spot for them to truly, 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 truly show the casual fan out there because, let's be honest, not everyone watches Sunday night. Well, more people watch. Like, everyone will get up for Sunday night football, but then there's people, like, in the 1 o'clock window, you get kind of lost in the shuffle. You go out there and you kick the shit out of Green Bay, a Green Bay team with Aaron Rodgers, a Green Bay team who I'm starting to think is like the 2019 Patriots, um, which I know people are starting to say, hey, Green Bay, it'd be better for you to not win the division, going as a wild card. I-, I just think that this is like – it's the same thing. You're just slowly watching something deteriorate. I think Green Bay is going to be Jordan Love's team next year. And for this game, the more I think about it, you know what? I'm there. I'm potentially going to be, as I grab my phone, because I have to do the fantasy football update and it's charging and all my USB ports are taken. Um, what was I going to say? Um, as I potentially, I'm actually eating dinner in Bill's country this weekend and I'll be there on Saturday, so I'll get a full-blown scope on how everything's going and how everything's shaking up in Bill's Mafia. for am I report back to the podcast. We'll have to wait and see. But you know what? The more I think about this, Give me the bills, big. Give, give, give me, give me the, the bills. I think this is going to be a game too, where everyone's going to be super drunk going into the game as well. But before, before we get into the Monday Night Halloween edition of Monday Night Football, with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, we have an update for YWC Football Talk. As we're at about the halfway point through the season, Slumber. I'm going to run through the standings first. And then I'm going to give this week's matchups. So in 10th place, unfortunately, is Matt Beast with a record of two and five. Filling in the ninth and eighth spots at two and five records as well is Alex Lorenzo and Bobby Gross. Matt Lorenzo is in seventh with a record of three and four. Joining Matt Lorenzo in sixth place with a record of three and four is yours truly. Joe Miller, the third, known as Bill's fan, in fifth place at four and three. In fourth place at four and three is Pat Lane. In third place... At four and three, as well, is my co host for the evening, Danny. So, Danny, you're doing good as I do not play you this week. Uh, Chris Raimi is in second place at five and two. And the man who covers fantasy football for a living, Andy McNamara, first place, six and one. But here's the thing though throughout all these standings, the most points for scored has been Danny's team at 952 so far. It's just that Danny's lost a couple of tough matchups along the way. Yeah, uh, West week, Priest Hall, too, man. Exactly. But this week, you're playing Joe Miller, so we'll see how that game goes. We got Matt Beast taking on Alex Lorenzo in the basement bowl, Andy McNamara playing Matt Lorenzo, Bobby playing Pat Lane, and I am taking on Chris Ramey this week, folks. That is your update for the YWC Football Talk Fantasy Football League, as I also check into some other scores and see that bets I would have made tonight uh, would have hit, so that's pain to me. And at the same time, too, the Toronto Raptors are currently up on 13 on the Sixers. Pascal Siakam has a nice double double going for him so far tonight. I need question.
1: two maxi points right now, man. I'm praying for them. Two.
0: He's at, at 28. That's not bad. And then 30. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't think, Oh, so Also, I shared this to you the other night on another note. So, you know, I told you I did that Jason Tatum, Fred Van Vliet parlay. Yeah. Freddie's hit by 0.5. Jeez. His over was 17.5. He hit 18 points. Tate. The Jason Tatum one's easy. He's a cash cow this year. Um, oh, yeah. Need I say more than Joe Burrow's going to go into Cleveland and just show? I think I, – I just think this is a bad year for Cleveland. I think Cleveland had, like, their couple weeks where it was like, okay, hey, yeah, like, maybe you'll do something. But I think the Jets game – but, like, I look at Cleveland, I look at them, and I'm like, look at the Jets did to them. Look what the Patriots did to them. Bailey Zappi put 38 up on that team. Yep. I just
1: – Yeah, no, not exciting at all. Cleveland should smoke them.
0: Really? Cleveland's going to smoke
1: them? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Since you should smoke them.
0: Yeah. I, I like Cincinnati minus three and a half. I think I think last Sunday against Atlanta was the true Cincinnati Bengals. I think we were just waiting for them to come out. I think they're going to – Cincinnati, I'm not saying they're going to be anything this year. I think they're going to prey on weaker teams, but they're going to lose to better teams. And Jamar, Jamar Chase is going
1: again, so they're, looking,
0: they're They're starting to click now. I get PTSD for him because in that Thursday night game against Miami, that fucking bozo couldn't run five more yards to get me a touchdown. I had everything else. I had He moster and T Higgins that. over. I literally needed him. And like in the, and then they decided to go to Hayden Hurst on a four, <laughs> third down and goal line package.
1: He's forever good in my book after the LSU homecoming game, bro. Forever.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember the one. Well, that's just the life of, that's the life of gambling. My, my big thing, too, is week five. I didn't tell any of you, but I hit a nice parlay where I took Houston plus seven, and I took the Jets' money line against the Dolphins. Well, because yeah, you've, been cashing,
1: you've been cashing on the Jets this year, man.
0: I've been cashing on the Jets. Um, I've been cashing on some other stuff, too. Last weekend, I actually had a pretty good weekend. Friday night, I had the NBA parlay. Saturday, I placed a bet I didn't tell anyone about, but in the Philadelphia Flyers. And then Sunday... I was at a bachelor party and I didn't do anything in NFL. So me and the boys ripped to the Chino and I killed the blackjack table. So nice job. I was, yeah, I was up. It was just like five and $10 hands, but I went up like 50, 60 bucks. And then I just walked away and had a nice night. Um, there you go, but yeah, exactly. Sometimes, you know what folks, sometimes the Chino cures all. And I'm going to say this about the casino, play the tables, do not play the slots slots. you will lose money. Um, Play the slots or stay in the sports book. That's my advice. That's where I'll be this Saturday. If you want to come by and say hi, I'll be at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino placing my wagers for this weekend. Um, but, yeah, for this game, I think this is just Joe Burrow in prime time. He's going to go out there and show out. Um, I do like T. Higgins to score, though. I do like T. Higgins. I'm going to say that because I think, like, just from a value standpoint, you know, I think like everyone's going to be on mm-hmm. Jamar Chase and stuff like that. Yeah. So I look at that, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like, pick logically. Um, I also want to look at some – what the props are for t- – not the props. I want to look at the odds for tomorrow night before we get into anything else uh, as I have to scroll on. To scroll oh, by on the way, else. about
1: the Jets too. Fuck Elijah yeah. Moore, man. Fuck that guy. Like how how do you go a, and do that when your team is winning, bro, and just to throw a black cloud under the fucking Jets, man? I, I, I really can't stress enough how much that guy's a fucking jerk, bro, for doing that shit. But well, that's beside the point. I just wanted to get that on there.
0: If the Jets were two and five right now or one and six, I'd understand. Oh,
1: absolutely, it. but absolutely. they're five
0: and two. Yes, just because yeah. you're not getting your targets, bro. That, fuck that diva mentality, bro. Yeah, like that's where I'm like, because you need players like that to produce. Um, there's one player here for anytime touchdown for value for the uh, Ravens that I like tomorrow night. I think you may have said it earlier, but Isaiah Likely he's at plus three fifty.
1: Yeah, I, I like him. I do like him. Um, yeah, I mean, we should see a lot of points, bro. I'm telling you, I also like Kate and like I said, I think he gets in there. Plus
0: 350. I, uh, I st- yeah, I, like, yeah, I'm looking at this right now and I'm just like, damn, I'll see. I wouldn't take Mike Evans, uh, I would take Mike Evans over at 67 and a half because you got to learn to fade the public and. The public is on Mike Evans under sixty-seven and a half. I'm going to take his over. I'm not. I don't want to take him to score because his scoring odds is only. Uh, where is he? His scoring odds is plus one twenty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It could be a Godwin game, honestly. Chris Godwin receiving yards over seventy and a half at minus one thirteen, and then Chris God Chris Godwin to score at plus one seventy-two. Yeah, it could be a Godwin game. Yeah, I might take a light. Le- I might. You know what? Maybe. Maybe for fun, I'll parlay Isaiah Likely with either Kate Otten or Chris Godwin.
1: That's a nice lotto.
0: Yeah, because if you want to play, I lotto, think you have it
1: with Andrews. Though
0: I, I don't think you should get cute. I think Andrews is definitely probably going to score, it, bro. Yeah, because um, if you bet fifteen dollars on a oh I was Julio Jones, but it's the same odds. Um, it would pay you two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah, I've been getting I've been getting rinsed at FanDuel lately. If you want good books to use, I use ScoreBet and I use DraftKings. That's the other thing too with DraftKings. I'm going to say this: whenever DraftKings hands out a bonus, do not. That's why you quickly learn. fade
1: boost. the boost, people fade the boost.
0: Fade the, two, it could be Steph Curry to make a three. He's not making it. Two weeks ago, Justin Herbert one plus touchdown threw up a oh, goose yes. egg. Yep. Fade the boost, no matter what. I, the only I'll take the super boosts because FanDuel hands them out all the time. Like they did no, it. that's terrible, bro. They're awful. They're there was a
1: one. There was a one. What was it? Um, it was a, the, the McCaffrey boost. You don't know, remember where they fumbled at the end and they scored. Uh, yes. The final possession and they covered the spread because of it. Oh my god, I remember that. Oh, FanDuel was going to pay out so much on that, bro. Everybody and their mother was on it, like plus twelve hundred, I believe, or some shit.
0: And then that happens, and that was the last leg. Um, well, no, the super boosts I'm talking about is on, fa- on the FanDuel Canada book. They'll do random shit sometimes, like they did it for the Raptors last week, where it's like spread the love, and the more people that bet it, the spread just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. And it was like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, it's like that shit. It's like they've done it before, where it's like Leafs to record a shot on net. Um, mm. Yeah, the only time I ever hit one of their combos was last year's the NHL playoffs. I know you don't like betting hockey, but I like betting hockey. Um, it was. Matthews and Tavares to both score in the same game. And I took it on a whim. They both fucking hit. The only other thing I'll say you to go. a fan, the only thing I'll say is, and I've seen some people betting this, but I don't get it. Betting both teams to complete the first pass of the game. Yeah, no, no, there's some stuff for me that I'm just not about. And at the same time too, I know you don't want to talk about it, but baseball is almost done. But for all your betting needs, folks, if you want to get onto the other side of betting with hockey, especially follow me because I'm posting it. October. We're in the final days, but the 12 days of betting is coming up soon, like the 12 days of Christmas. That's coming up in December. November, I got to think of something to do because the gimmicks are rolling. I'm going to say right now what I'm doing tomorrow night. I got some locks. I'm going to be doing four locks. We're going to be doing college football. We're going to be doing an NFL. We're going to be NBA and NHL. Four locks. Not parlayed. Maybe I'll parlay them and be psycho, but... We'll, do bet, we'll bet them individually, and maybe I'll just put the parlay odds in there in case you want to get really, really frisky. But anyway, folks, that's going to do it here. We're back. I'm back in the saddle. Can you, Danny, can you believe that I'm almost at episode 200? It's, oh, it's no, I can't thing. wait, brother. I can't wait. And one
1: last shout-out uh, to Tyrese Maxey. Just cashed my bet for a lot of money.
0: So shout-out to Tyrese Maxey. That is some good. That's some good shit. That's some good shit. I got to figure out something big to do for episode 200 because I don't know. Hey, Raptors are up by 10, too. So I'm happy about that. Uh, Fred Van Viet, literally people were on him to get 15 plus points. Guy gets 15 right here. He's also got six and eight. So that's not a bad night. Um, and Chris Boucher, 13 points off the bench. If you guys want a little cash count on the side, you should take Chris Boucher more often. And also, too, the Raptors at plus money this year has paid out quite good. They've been underdogs the last two games. and They've won those last two games. Um <laughs> I will look for tomorrow night for betting. Oh, I got one right here, actually, I like. Um, But anyway, folks, 200's coming up next week. We got some big stuff in the works. So we'll be back next week for more YWC football talk. (coughs) The NFL season is in full swing. The NFL season is rocking and rolling. Your boy's back. Have a good night, everybody. Go peace.